0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Palmer Grab podcast. This is going to be one of, it's going to be a short podcast, a very, very short podcast. I'm going to try and keep it 15, 20 minutes. And I want to try and break down some of the managerial names that are being bandied about. In light of Dean Smith's sacking yesterday, and the first one that I wish to talk about today is uh, none other than Rangers manager Steven Gerrard. Uh, but before I do that, I'm very, very happy. I'm actually delighted to announce that, um, you know, we've we've gotten a sponsor on on the podcast, and I want to be able to share something with you guys as well. But as you know, Patty and myself have been known to indulge in a tipple or two and. You know, with that being said, or being slurped, should I say, we are delighted to have teamed up with Beer 52, the world's largest beer club. If you fancy getting set for Christmas, go to beer52.com forward slash love and listeners will get two extra beers for free. That's 10 nice frothy tins of goodness, all for the cost of just $5.95 postage. Sign up and each month members are sent a case of beer with a different team, etc. Such as maybe different beers of the world. Or you might even like to select a team such as dark beers if that's what wets your whistle. Or if that doesn't wet your whistle, light beers are your weapon of choice. You can select those two as well and they will tailor the beers to your your liking. But memberships come uh, with some magazines and snacks. And your monthly subs can be paused or cancelled at any time. So pop on beer52.com forward slash love. That's B-E-E-R number 52.com forward slash love and pay just $5.95 for postage and you will get two beers free gratis. Bottoms up, everybody, and hope you enjoy the wonderful beers that Beer 52 have to offer. So getting back to the podcast today, Stephen Gerrard, as we mentioned, um, somebody that has... Come to the fore in the twenty-four hours and the the Dean Smith, since Dean Smith sacking, and I've done a couple of podcasts recently and I've spoken about him and uh, I've, I've I've talked about potentially my own feelings at this very moment in time and I'm very very open to I'm very very open to. Um to changing my mind on this. And while I'm not 100% down on Steven Gerrard, it would be absolutely stupid to take a, take an opinion that I, I just do not want him straight away. And I, and I see a lot of that in social media. Ex-managers mentioned and they say, I don't want him, he's useless. Nobody knows what he's going to be like with this football team. But I want to look at Steven Gerrard and look to see what he plays with Rangers and see how potentially it could fit into our team. Um. I think that Steven Gerrard up at Rangers has done a good job in stabilising them. However, I am going to be pretty steadfast in my opinion that he will never go on a five-game losing streak in Scotland, uh, just like Dean Smith has gone. And the reason being is because they're so far ahead of everybody else. I do apologise to Scottish football fans if that is offensive, but it is kind of the case. Otherwise, they wouldn't have won um, so, many, uh, so many championships uh, throughout the course of the years but Steven Gerrard has obviously had a big club in Scotland playing in the Europa League and and mixing and matching it with some big teams there but but how does he do this and why is this uh wh- what does what does he do to make this team tick so Steven Gerrard has actually plays a 4-3-3 possession based uh formation with a high press involved in his uh specifically in his midfield and from his his full backs as well Um, He trusts his centre-backs to play through the middle, as you can see with Philip Hellander, and uh, and he attacks through the wings. The width is very much given by the full-backs, and this is something that I think Villa fans, you know, maybe maybe we want to look into this a small bit more. Um given the, the personnel that we have at the club at the moment, just because a manager comes in and he doesn't play the formation that you want him to play, that doesn't mean that he can't get these players to tick. And I think that if we were to pigeonhole the, pigeonhole the likes of Bertrand Truary or the likes of Emmy Bundier or the likes of Leon Bailey as only wide touchline hugging wingers, we would be very very foolish to do that because they can do so much more and i think as we bring in tactically and um, diff- different managers should i say with different tactical um inputs and outputs i think that we're going to see them utilized in slightly different ways and with steven gerrard we would need to utilize our front men in very different ways uh, than we already do i say that he likes to attack through uh, attack through the wings but he does also like his build-up play to come from the centre halves, as I mentioned. He does allow the centre halves to play. He plays through the middle. He plays a single pivot in there in in uh, in defence in, in in midfield, and uh, his midfielders are very much tasked in 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 being box to box as best that they can. and And does that kind of remind you of anybody within the Aston Villa setup? I think John McGinn would fit into that. Will fit into that piece very very well. Um, he's. His central midfielders, the midfield setup that he has is very much predicated as well, uh, well on his his two inverted wingers, is what I'm going to call them. So he does play with three up top, as we mentioned previously. Obviously, he plays with with Morelos through the middle, and and I think Morelos and and somebody like an Ali Watkins can be very similar in the amount of uh, effort that they expend going out and around the field, and, and and the energy that they expend going going around the field. They're not they're not tied to one position, should I say? And and I think that that's very similar to the way that Morelas plays for for Rangers. But either side of him, you've got guys like Joe Rebo, you've got Ryan Kent, you've got, um, yes, yeah, is it Yanis yeah, Hadji? I think so. You've got different types of players that can fit in there in with him in that four three three situation, that three up top. But those two, th- those other two guys that play with Morelas, they're more like inverted wingers, or almost like two number tens. Yeah, They play there. They drop a small bit deeper off him. They're a bit more compact in towards the center of the field. And as I say, the, the fullbacks create the absolute width uh, within this team. Now, that's something that I think that Askin Villa could play as well. Because when you look at players like Emi Buendia and you look at Leon Bailey and you look at Bertrand Traore, I think that if you if you put them right out in the wing and isolate them out there, Barry Leon Bailey, I don't think that you're going to get the best return best bang for your buck out there but if you bring them in so ever so slightly or you give them opportunities to break from in from inside out i think you could maybe unlock some of the potential with them yes we do have ball carriers in bertrand shory and leon bailey but we want to unlock further potential because what it what we've started to see from aston villa is when we go wide we find it very difficult to work the ball back inside when inside again but if we're starting maybe from the half spaces likely like Stephen gerrard's uh Front three do they start from the half spaces and they play those little triangles with the full backs with the two central midfielders that play in in the in the I'm going to call it the the the, the two guys that will play in there in the number eight role and um, they can play little triangles around there and that's something that is very much a staple of of Steven Gerrard's uh, play. So if you are looking to something that Steven Gerrard could bring, it would be maybe maybe changing our wingers into two inverted wingers slash two number tens as opposed to using natural touchline-hugging wingers as well. Um, As I mentioned, Morelos does like to drop off defenders, just like Ollie Watkins. And when they play against zonal marking systems, or uh, zonal marking systems specifically, they utilize an awful lot of diagonal runs. So they need to have pace in those two inverted wingers slash number 10s that are there, because Morelos drops off. You get diagonal runs. You get defenders turned. What do I love? I love people running down the side of defenders. So those diagonal runs, to me, are nice to see. And uh, I think that we could utilise the speed that we have running off the ball as much as we can running with the ball at our feet, specifically with Leon Bailey, uh, Emi Buendia and Bertrand Traore. Getting them into more uh, to more central positions, getting them in around the box more, start winning more penalties, specifically from driving at the box, as opposed to driving down the wing to cross a ball into Ali Watkins, who, let's face it, even though he is an English international, He's not really inspiring with the ball uh, when the ball comes in to head it, you know. So himself and, uh, and Danny Ings, I think, will work an awful lot better if we're running diagonally into the box, creating areas for maybe second balls for him to pounce upon, and uh, and I I just kind of like the feel to that as well. Just kind of like what we saw against West Ham when Buendia broke, went down the went down the side uh, of of the defence, took it to the end line and squared one back on the ground towards the penalty area. I'd like to see that a small bit more as opposed to a lofty cross ball in, in, into the box. And I think the 4-3-3 inverted winger number two number 10 style can actually help with that as well. And um, Steven Gerrard very much likes a, a variety of options to sit in that number 10 role. As I mentioned, the names are, are escaping me as to who he has to to fulfill those roles. But when I was looking at them earlier on, there was almost almost six players that could play in that number 10 role. And they all had different different capabilities or different attributes um, yeah, the I, I'm not going to butcher some of them, but as I say, I do know Joe Boy, I do know Hadji is in there. I do know there's a your man Stewart plays in there. Ryan Kent is also another player. So they're all different types and different matches that he, that he can play in there. And I think Aston Villa have that too. I think Aston Villa could play. You know, there's a variety of players they could play in there. You could play a Morgan Sanson in there. You could play a you, at a push you could. You could play a Carney Chuck in there. You could play um. As I mentioned, Bertrand Traoré could play in there. Uh, Emi Buendia, uh, Leon Bailey, and we're not talking about specific rigid number tens like like you might think when you see it. It's more that inverted winger style style piece, and, and and I and I like the I like the look of that where you've got a busy player in there who's intelligent, who knows how knows how to make runs, can drive with the ball, and can also run off the ball as well. So I think that's probably a good use of these players that we have uh, from the point of view of not stifling. The, the creativity that we have by just pushing it wide and running directly down the wings because uh, I think that that's been something that we've seen, this more, we've seen creep into our game since the end of last season and something that I think is limiting our attacking prowess as well. And, um, when Steven Gerrard's team defends, they defend in a compact 4-3-3 and they're trying to force teams sideways. So instead of forcing teams to go over them or to force teams to go through them, they're trying to force them sideways. And that allows their midfield three, which I mentioned, they definitely play with a pivot that drops back into the, into the back two. Um, very much so to try and receive the ball. He stays very deep. There, the other two central midfielders are box to box, but they don't they don't commit fully. You know they don't commit fully towards those lung busting runs. They like to stay pretty compact in midfield, uh, as as I say, and they like to try and force force team sideways. So you will see the midfield move as a unit back and forth to force the team sideways, so that they can actually create that that um create, create a, a kind of stability in midfield, which is something we really, really lack. Do I think our players can do that at the moment, the three that we have in midfield? I think they can do aspects of it, but I think that there would be a small bit of coaching and potentially an addition or 2 needed to midfield to be able to make that a bit more of a rigid formation because our three midfielders that we have, while they absolutely do not lack effort in midfield, positionally and, um, and from a strength point of view, I, I, I'm not quite sure that they would have... That uh, to be able to play the the, the, the more rigid kind of three in midfield that, that, that Stephen Gerrard likes to play as well. Um, one of the criticisms, there's two criticisms that, that um, Stephen Gerrard has faced is that he is, however, we heard this before, it, that he is too rigid. He is too fond of his 4 3 3 system and is, is um, reluctant to change. And the reason uh, that people, uh, specifically in the 2020 season, when when Rangers kind of ran out of steam at the end of the year and uh, before they won the title in the 21 season, they struggled to break down the low block. Yes, they didn't concede an awful lot of goals, but at times they struggled to break down that low block in the 2020 season. Moving on to the 2021 season, they found found more and more ways to do that. So he did make some tweaks and changes to the formation, to the way that they would attack and set up uh, in the 2021 season, and they were unbeaten for a large period of that season as well, as we know. And um and it is uh it's uh, it's it's one that ultimately brought them a title. Um how do I feel about Steven Jard as I say I still I I still need to be need need to see more from him on the field uh, I suppose this is probably a me thing as opposed to a Steven Gerrard thing is that I've got myself convinced that Aston Villa are going to go with somebody who has an established pedigree uh, within probably the Premier League international football or somewhere along those lines I'm not going to sit here and say that Steven Gerrard isn't somebody I'm going to get behind because that, as I said that is absolutely foolish I just think that it's a potential gamble, and a gamble that absolutely has a massively high ceiling. Given that we know that Steven Gerrard is a winner, uh, when I say that, you can say he didn't win the Premier League all you want; you can slack him about slipping. But the man dragged his Liverpool team to a to to a Champions League, you know, and he's he is a he does have a winning mentality. He does have a a kind of almost a, a steely determined mentality as well. I think he will. I think aston Villa will will um if he was to be appointed, I think that there would be a respect factor from people within the game, which I don't know how much that actually lends itself to wins or losses, but could you imagine Steven Gerrard ripping the referees after games um with regards the decisions not made and maybe something like uh, an Alex Ferguson used to do and, and and so managers who do it tend to get the results and tend to get the. The, the decisions on the field afterwards. So potentially something like that—that that, that almost bullish attitude that he would have, that he had as a player—might um, be able to transfer transfer itself onto the sidelines. And maybe look, hey, long time we're, we've been victims of having an intimidating kind of presence on the on the sideline. And then that other team has gotten decisions against us. Maybe it's our turn to have that now. Or maybe that could be something that um, that Dean Smith or this. This Steven Gerrard might be able to to, to bring to the touchline, um, and that's just talking about his intangibles and his and, and the things that you can't measure with pass rates, slash possession rates, slash all this kind of stuff. And um, it's just an intangible that he might bring from his aura on the sideline. Um, overall, I'm sure I'm going to do another podcast on Steven Gerrard again because, uh, as I say, depending on whether he is uh, announced as. Manager of Aston Villa in the coming days or weeks, I think there's going to be a lot more come out about him. But my gut reaction from him at for him at the moment is his style of play fits the players that we have at the moment. But the sample set given the league that he's coaching in at the moment just has me a small little bit nervy with regards to the, to the transfer of success towards the Premier League. As I say, this is a meeting more so than a Steven Gerrard thing. I am very open over even over the next day or two as I learn more about him as I learn about more about his style as I hear more about him should he become the Aston Villa manager I am very open to becoming more and more um amiable towards this is towards Steven Gerard. and as I say I'm not against it I just have my my skepticism I have my slight reservations like I'm probably going to have with every single manager and I think that's healthy to have as well but I will not I will not at any stage. reject the manager absolutely out of hand because be honest with you i think that's pretty silly i think that's pretty silly specifically when um when the manager every manager deserves their support and every manager deserves um deserves us to, to to at least hear him out and see what his vision is for the club so that's going to be steven gerrard uh you know we will be back we will talk more about other team about other managers as we um as we start to hear some names. And thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Once again, before we leave, if you could, if you are interested in helping us out here, if you are interested in in, in beer of any kind, if you like to 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 subscribe to, to beer fifty-two, that's beer52.com forward slash love. That is our own code. If you go on there, you will get a case of 10 beers for free. All you need to pay is the postage and packaging. Um and also, you know, subscribe towards the, the beer fifty. Model where you will receive magazines, snacks, and uh, also that subscription can be cancelled or paused at any time. So that's beer52.com forward slash love. And thanks so much, everybody, for listening. As I say, we will be back with more managerial breakdowns as and when these names come out. But all that's left to say is up the villa.